Chapter Thirteen of Dorothy Dale's Great Secret. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Dorothy Dale's Great Secret by Margaret Penrose. Chapter Thirteen. Little Urania. The soft moonlight was now peeping through the screen of maple leaves that arched the old stone bridge as the shifting shadows of early evening settled down to quiet nightfall. Dorothy and her cousin did not at once turn their steps towards the cedars. Instead, they sat there on the bridge enjoying the tranquil summer eve, and talking of what might happen when all their school days would be over and the long vacation of the grown-up world would be theirs to plan for, and theirs to shape into the rolling ball of destiny. Nat declared he would be a physician, as that particular profession had ever been to him the greatest and noblest to relieve human suffering. Dorothy talked of staying home with her brothers and father. They would need her, she said, and it would not be fair to let Aunt Winnie do so much for them. "'But I say, Dorothy,' broke in Nat, "'this moonlight is all right, isn't it?' Dorothy laughed at his attempt at sentimentality. "'It is delightful,' she replied, "'if that's what you mean.' yes that's it delightful for real home-made sentiment apply to nat white buy the pound or barrel accept no substitute good thing i did not decide to be a writer eh the elements represent to me so many kinds of chemical bodies put where they belong and each one expected to do its little part in keeping things going now i know fellows who write about the moon's face and the sun's effulgence just as if the poor old sun or moon had anything to do with the lighting-up process. I never speculate on things beyond my reach. That sort of thing is too hazy for mine. Now, Nat, you know very well you are just as sentimental as anyone else. Didn't you write some verses once? Verses? Oh, yes, but I didn't get mixed with the stars. You remember it was Ned who said the stars were shining clear and bright when it rained like time that fearful night. I was the only one who stood by Ned when he penned that stanza. It could rain like time and be a fearful night while the stars were shining in China. Oh, yes, that was a great composition, but I didn't happen to win out. The school test of versification to which both had reference brought back pleasant memories, and Dorothy and Nat enjoyed the retrospection. What is that? asked Dorothy suddenly as something stirred at the side of the bridge on the slope that led to the water muskrat or a snake suggested nat indifferently no listen that sounded like someone falling down the path a nice soft fall to them then remarked nat without showing signs of intending to make an investigation ask if anyone is there timidly suggested dorothy at this nat jumped up and looked over the culvert there sure is someone sliding down he said hi there want any help a stone slipped under my foot came back the answer and the voice was unmistakably that of a young girl or a child wait a minute called nat i'll get down there and give you a hand the path to the brook led directly around the bridge and it took but a moment for the boy to make his way to the spot whence the voice came dorothy could scarcely distinguish the two figures that kept so close to the bridge as to be in danger of sliding under the stone arch there called nat get hold of my hand I have a good grip and a strong limb, and can pull you up. But it required a sturdy arm to hold on to the tree branch and pull the girl up. Several times Nat lost his footing, and slid some distance. 
but the street level was finally gained and the strange girl brought to the road in safety the moonlight fell across her slim figure and revealed the outlines of a very queer little creature indeed she was dark with all the characteristics of the gypsy marked in her face dorothy and nat surveyed her critically whatever could a child of her age be doing all alone there in that deserted place after nightfall thanks said the girl to nat as she rubbed her bare feet on the damp grass i almost fell almost repeated nat i thought you did fall you must have hit that big rock there i know it for i used to fish from the same place and it's not exactly a divan covered with sofa cushions yes i did hit my side on it admitted the girl but it doesn't hurt much what is your name asked dorothy stepping closer to the stranger urania but i'm going to change it i don't believe in urania any more then you are a gypsy girl spoke nat i thought i'd seen you before yes they say i'm a gypsy girl but i'm tired of the business and i'm going away where asked dorothy any place as long as it's not back to camp i left it tonight and i'm never going back to it again never never and the girl shook her dishevelled head in very positive emphasis why asked dorothy you're too young to be out alone and at night you must be frightened aren't you frightened and the girl laughed derisively what is there to be afraid of i know all the snakes and toads besides the birds aren't there tramps inquired nat perhaps but it would take a slick tramp to catch me gypsy girls know how to run if they can't read and write it seemed to dorothy that this remark was tinged with bitterness as if the girl evidently felt the loss of education but you had better run back to the camp like a good girl pleaded nat come we'll walk part of the way with you back to the camp you don't know what you're talking about i've started out in the world for myself and could not go back now if i wanted to that woman would beat me what woman asked nat the one my father married they call her melia she has her own little girl and doesn't care for urania but where will you stay tonight inquired dorothy now anxious that the little gypsy would change her mind and run back to the camp at the foot of the hill before it would be too late before she might be missed from her usual place i was going to sleep under the bridge replied urania calmly but when i heard you talking i came out i love to hear pretty words poor child thought dorothy like a little human fawn and she wants to start out in the world for herself i heard what you said about going to dalton urania said to nat as she tried to hide her embarrassment by fingering her tattered dress and i was wondering if you could let me ride in the back of your automobile i want to go to the big city and it's it's a far walk isn't it it would be a long walk to dalton replied nat in surprise but dalton isn't a big city besides i could never help you to run away he finished some boys do urania remarked with a pout i know people who run away they come to melia to have their fortunes told nat and dorothy laughed at this it seemed queer that the persons who would run away would stop long enough to have their fortunes told by a gypsy and couldn't i ride in the back of your automobile persisted the girl not willing to let so good a chance slip past her too easily i'm afraid not declared nat i wouldn't help you to run away in the first place and in the second i never take any girls out riding except my cousin and her friend oh you don't eh sneered urania what about the one with the red hair 
didn't i see you out with her one day when we were camping in the mountains near that high-toned school glendale or glenwood or something like that and didn't she come to our camp next day to have her fortune told oh she wanted to start out in the world for herself you would help her of course but poor urania she must die and the girl threw herself down on the grass and buried her head in the long wet spears dorothy and nat were too surprised to answer surely the girl must refer to tavia but tavia had never ridden out alone with nat not even while he was at the automobile assembly near glenwood and tavia could scarcely have gone to the fortune teller's camp i say i have never taken out any girl without my mother or my cousin being along nat said sharply recovering himself then it was your girl with another fellow declared the wily gypsy not willing to be caught in an untruth she arose from the grass and seeing the telling expression on the faces of her listeners like all of her cult she knew she had hit upon a fact of some kind my girl repeated nat laughingly yes was the quick answer she had bright pretty colored hair brown eyes and her initials are o t i heard her tell malia so the initials o t must surely be those of octavia travis thought dorothy and nat but nat knew better than to press the subject further this cunning girl in spite of her youth he was sure would make answers to suit the questions and such freedom on the subject of tavia especially now when there were enough rumors to investigate would simply be inviting trouble but dorothy was not so wise in her eagerness to hear more she wanted to know if her chum had really gone to the gypsy camp from glenwood but she would not deign to ask if tavia really went auto riding with some boys who attended the meet that would be too mean even to think about and besides thought dorothy suddenly tavia was sick during all the time of the automobile assembly i can tell you more if you'll give me money boldly spoke urania i know all her fortune i heard Melia tell her i was outside the tent and i heard every word i thought that was against the practice of the gypsies said nat severely practice sneered the girl when a pretty girl comes to our camp i always listen i like to find out what that kind think about to see if they are different from urania come said dorothy to nat we must go it is getting late and you don't want to hear about the girl that is going to run away to a circus called the gypsy as dorothy and nat turned away no thank you not to-night replied nat you'd better run home before the constable comes along they put girls in jail for running away from home oh do they then your red-headed friend must be there now called back the gypsy with unconcealed malice what can she mean asked dorothy clinging to her cousin's arm as they hurried along oh don't mind that imp she is just like all her kind trying to play on your sympathies first and then using threats she was listening to us talking and picked up all she told us she got the initials at glenwood likely followed tavia and asked some other girl what her name was i remember now there was a gypsy settlement there that part's true enough perhaps admitted dorothy with a sigh i know mrs pangborn positively forbade all the girls to go near the gypsy camps but some of the pupils might have met urania on the road that's about it decided nat but she ought to stick to the game she'd make a good player the idea of waylaying us and pretending to have fallen down it's hard to understand that class admitted dorothy but i hope she'll not stay out all night 
I should be worried if I awoke and heard her walking about under the trees near my window. No danger, declared Nat. I must go and see that the garage is locked. She might take a notion to turn the firebird into a Pullman sleeper. Then, leaving Dorothy on the veranda with his mother, Nat went around to the little auto shed, fastened the door securely, and put the key in his pocket. End of chapter 13